This is a preview of my Patreon podcast, House of Heretics. If you like what you hear, please become a monthly subscriber on Patreon, and you will unlock this episode and many more. There is a link in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening. I have hit record. How are you, Schnookums? Hey, I'm doing very well on this International Day of Trans Visibility. Oh, that's right. Yes, we love all our trans family. We adore you. Well, I think it's really significant how much the trans community has brought to us in the LGBTQ community. Um, they're the ones who really started the movement in Stonewall. And mm. so if it weren't for them, we really would not be here. Yeah, I mean, it's true that the trans community has always played a much bigger and underappreciated role in the LGBT movement and liberation than has historically been recognized. And it's kind of too little too late to now appreciate how much they've done but it's still important that we do so so we love mm -hmm. you all all right well hello everyone welcome to house of heretics the podcast where timothy and i drink coffee and talk about bullshit for your listening pleasure we do have some people in the chat if you want to join in live on the uh, on the live stream it is available for all patrons at 11 a.m eastern time on friday mornings you can come drink coffee with us or if you are in another time zone you can have dinner with us and uh, you know when you get off work and it is always a good time. Of course, you can also listen to all House of Heretics episodes after the fact on Patreon. And before we get any further, I have to thank the latest patrons. Hold on, let me pull up my list here. The patrons who have signed up over the past month are Jonathan, Meredith, Joe, uh, Joy X Miracle, Nephilim Shale, Matthew, and Kirsten. Thank you so much. You are <laughs> all contributing to my car fund. Like, seriously, I'm saving up Patreon money to buy a new car, hopefully this summer, because my current van, listen, it has like 2,500,000 miles on it, <laughs> and it is close to, I think it might have another year left. Um, it's from 2000. It is, it's re it's reaching a ripe old age and I'm just praying that it doesn't fly apart on the highway as I'm driving to work. Um, and so Patreon money is going into the pot for my new car. So again, Nothing I none of the donations on Patreon are going to frivolous things. It's going to like nuts and bolts, boring life stuff. <laughs> All right. How are you, Schnookums? I'm doing okay. Of course, since we started the podcast, 
my cat has decided to take an undue interest in my creamer for my milk. Of course. So that was the little cow that went by. So. Oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, Tim, for people who are listening, Timothy has this adorable little cow creamer, porcelain cow mm-hmm. uh, creamer jar thing, and it is adorable. Anyway, um, so we have a lot to talk about today. Um, some depressing things, some potentially frightening things, some exciting things. Before we get to any of that, I wanted to highlight the most recent podcast that I did with, uh, John Moorhead that came out this week. Uh, it is called a guide for embracing contamination. And I love John Moorhead. He's been a friend for several years now, and he is an evangelical who focuses on multi-faith engagement. And multi-faith is different from interfaith in some meaningful ways. Interfaith is kind of has a vibe of putting aside our differences and just finding common ground, whereas multi-faith is an exploration of difference as well as similarities and accepting and acknowledging profound differences, sometimes um, sometimes irreconcilable differences between religious traditions and, and philosophies and worldviews. And despite that, choosing to work for a better world together anyway. And I asked John to put together a list of kind of guiding principles that he has developed over the years of practicing this, of getting, you know, conservative Baptists and Muslims together in the same room for a meal, getting, you know, pagans and some group that hates pagans getting together, you know, really, you know, getting together groups of people and religious groups who really clash and then trying to, you know, like bring them together for a meal and cultivating a conversation and kind of guiding that conversation. Um, So I asked him to put together a list of rules or guidelines that he has learned over the years. And he came up with a list and he came onto the show and shared it. And it was just fantastic. And he shared one quote. He said one thing that was so good that I wrote it down and I thought that I would highlight it here. I asked him if he ever feels like through having conversation with people who he greatly disagrees with, if he is ever, if he feels like he ever is enabling those beliefs, that he is somehow facilitating beliefs that he finds destructive. And his answer was so good. Here's what he says. The fear is that if I get too close to somebody in another religious tradition, if I'm not either just proclaiming my message or apologetically refuting their false ideas, I can get close to them for those reasons. But if you're asking me to go to a space and just have a conversation and be vulnerable, 
I'm opening myself up to spiritual contamination. That is a very real fear that we have to acknowledge. My argument in response is that we need to recognize that living in the world is a dirty process. And the way one builds up immunity is by getting dirty and by being in those spaces and having that mutual contamination, being willing to mutually contaminate each other with ideas. The reality is, in multi-faith, statistics indicate that most people who go through uh, a multi-faith process don't end up converting to another religious tradition. It ends up actually confirming and strengthening your own religious commitments. That is not to say that occasionally conversions don't take place. That's a reality. That's a risk. But I think that life and depolarization in this country is worth the risk and that we need to be willing to put ourselves in a position of mutual contamination. I fucking love that. And I love that because it it articulates an ethos that I've been trying to communicate for a really long time on my blog and on my podcast, the idea that contamination is a virtue, the idea that cross-contamination, that getting dirty, that the world is a dirty place, and if we have any hope of engaging with it, then we are going to get dirty. That I find an incredibly refreshing concept. And as I discussed in the podcast, it kind of slots neatly into one of my personal satanic mantras, which is resist purity. I, I resist purity. I resist ideological purity. I resist um, any kind of cultural purity that, that doesn't allow for diversity, be it racial or gender or intellectual diversity. I push against, you know, the, the, the natural purifying process that human beings go through where we try to...